Hi, and welcome to the Classroom to Clerkship podcast, a five-part series about transitioning from the classrooms of medical school to the wards and clinics of the medical school clerkships. I'm your host, Lauren Kutcher. In this episode, episode two of the series, we will be talking to Dr. Joanne Arnold. Dr. Arnold is a medical education specialist. She even has her PhD in this field. She's also the director of the Office of Student Learning and Educational Resources at UC Davis School of Medicine. And so, without further ado, on to the episode. So I'm here with Dr. Arnold, and first I wanted to say, well, hi, Dr. Arnold. Hello. (laughs) And first I wanted to ask you, kind of, what's a brief overview of your medical background and your medical learning background, because I know you're quite the expert. So I'm an expert on learning. I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> say I'm an expert on medical. Um, so I have no medical background. Um, so I have a background in um, first humanities and then teaching and learning, um, first at the K-12 level, like how we learn in high school. Um, and then took that and brought it into adult education and higher education, focused specifically on students in medical environments. Awesome. So in some ways, I'm like you guys, because I don't (laughs) know any medicine. I have to figure out that as I'm figuring out the learning. But you know how to do the learning, which is extremely, extremely helpful. Um, And you've guided us through the process of first and second year, and then going into third year, and then through third year, um, with all the board exams and and all of that fun stuff. Um, What has been your feeling, and and what do you recommend for people as they switch from clinical, or sorry, um, the book kind of classroom learning Mm -hmm. as a first and second year med student into clinical learning of third and fourth year and beyond? So I think one of the really important things is to start thinking about how people think and how people organize the information. Um, so as you listen to the people you work with, as you listen to residents and attendings and faculty, really thinking not just about what they're telling you, but how they're organizing it. How do they approach mm-hmm. these problems? Mm-hmm. Um, because that's a part of what's so key in learning in that environment is not just taking in all of this information, but actually thinking about, okay, I need a framework. I need a process. Um, because when I have that, like we have all of the resources to put the information in. It's We need the tools to organize it so that we can actually use it and apply it. Mm-hmm. And what, what kind of tools do you like to recommend people use? In terms of thinking about people's mm-hmm. processes or in terms of gathering the information? All of the above. So I think in terms of thinking about processes, um, one is actually, um, a, a big one is really, so in education you'd call it metacognition. Mm-hmm. Like real people would just call it thinking about their thinking. <laughs> so when you approach content, whether it's in a book or whether it's a patient or whatever it is, thinking, okay, how would this expert think about it? Mm-hmm. How would they approach this problem? What pieces do they have that I don't have? So really using um, kind of your, really what you bring to it and your ability to just think about what you know and what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's not a key, there's not a single like resource, like, oh, here's the book yeah. <laughs> like, on how to do it, but really teaching yourself to think about the, 
the process that you're engaged in rather than what you know, like how you know, yeah, rather than what you know. Yeah, that's actually that's that's really good. I, th- I think that people get so scared about the amount of information and how they're going to cram it all into their heads. They they often don't step back and think, okay, I know a lot. How do I learn it better and apply it? Right. Or how do I how do I use it? How do yeah. I how do I know what I know? Yeah. Um, and, and how do they? How, what's the best way to know what you know? Testing, practice quest, so, so questions. So testing, asking yourself, um, push. So always pushing yourself to like, okay, well, why? Mm-hmm. Why does that happen? What would happen if? What would that look like? So mm-hmm. always asking all of those questions. Mm-hmm. I think schools, and in some ways, the first two years of medical school, do a really good job of convincing you guys that you have to be really passive. Like my job is to sit and absorb. Um, and everything we know about learning tells us when you start to use it, mm-hmm. that's where we start to see, oh, okay, wait, I don't, like, I don't know why that happens, or I don't know why that patient has that symptom, or I don't know what else I should look for. Mm-hmm. And you can only tell that when you start to use it. So I think that's, again, in that idea of process is active recall. If I think this patient has X, okay, what makes me think that? Why would I know that? And do you have resources that you think students should use in order to help them with that recall or help them test their knowledge? Um, you know, oddly enough, the reason <laughs> the resource is in you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so it's becoming comfortable mm-hmm. with, I am, I am an active part of my learning. So moving away from all of the things that we do that convince us we're learning, like we read and we believe we're learning. We highlight and we believe we are learning, um, to say, okay, well, I've seen a patient with this. What did they look like? Mm-hmm. Or why did we do what we do? So really thinking about, like we think about it as like a toolbox. Like what are the things that you guys can pull out and say, okay, here's what I need to do. So there's not, there's not a single, again, not a single resource that will, that will do that. Like questions can help you. Because mm-hmm. like you said, with you know where you saw those questions and it was that question-driven review, mm-hmm you started to see, oh, that's how they're going to test it. Um, so that's one tool. But it's not the only tool. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily help you when you're on the wards, per se. Right. It helps you with testing. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Which is related. Which is helpful, too. Exactly. Well, and there's skills within that. So mm-hmm. as we can work with students and say, okay, think about this vignette like a patient. Mm-hmm. Which so it seems pretty straightforward when you say it. But a lot of students are like, oh. Right. I wouldn't just look for the five answers. I would think, okay, well, that makes me think of this. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't really fit, and those those kinds of things. So it's that, again, it's that process. It's like, how do I organize this information? How do I use it to do something? Mm-hmm. Do you have any techniques that you've seen students that have done really well um, use and and succeed in third year and beyond? Um, I think there there are... Like there are a bunch of different ones. So one is always taking, so ra- again, rather than just reading about a patient to absorb all of that information mm-hmm. and always taking it back and saying, okay, well, what, what did that fit with what I saw? What didn't, it, what didn't fit and why didn't it fit? So again, mm-hmm. always taking that next step of, okay, what made sense? What didn't make sense? Mm-hmm. Where do I need to go from there? Um, when they do do questions, you know, or are using a review resource, really thinking about, okay, if this is the chief complaint, 
what are all of the different ways I would think about this patient? What, you know, how would, again, how would my attending, how would whoever think about, about this patient and using those, those processes, that way of organizing their information? Mm-hmm. Um, are, those are like the commonalities that we see across students who are super successful. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense um, in, in really how to transition and do well and um, kind of be a real real doctor in a sense of being able to question and apply it because I mean I know I learn better when I see it mm-hmm. and right. um, I think stepping back from just reading the information and actually taking on the patient that you don't know mm-hmm. anything about or um, finding out more reading and presenting and I think that's really how people improve their their clinical knowledge in third year um, which makes a lot of sense that they're they have it in themselves and they're just applying it right um, which makes sense but I think we don't actually think about that enough um, and we're so used to this classroom based learning and then taking that into clinical base which is completely different right um, and I think that we kind of get stuck stuck in the middle there and how do we move past that right well and some of it so if you think about it I mean the it's like driving like learning to drive a car would be a really good analogy mm-hmm. like you got to read the little book from DMV <laughs> you have to know what all the signs mean and what the rules are mm-hmm. but that's the first step and at some point you can read that book a thousand times and until you actually sit in the car and drive it you're not going to realize Oh, that's what this means. So it's when you start doing stuff um, yeah. that learning happens. And we, there's all kinds of reasons, but we always think of learning as what happens in the book. Yeah. The book supports what we do, but learning is happening when we're doing. And it doesn't have to be with, I mean, again, like it's most powerful when it's a real patient, but you can take that same process to you know, back then to the book. Say, well, okay, so what would this look like in real life? Mm-hmm. What would we do? Why would we do that? Does that really fit? Do I need to go mm-hmm. get some more knowledge on that? Yeah, that's a great analogy. Because it also, it makes sense because the more you do something, the more it feels right, and the more you you become comfortable with it. And then, I mean, you can drive on the freeway, you can drive wherever you want, and mm-hmm. without even thinking about it. Right. Um, and the more you do medicine, the more it becomes second nature. It's not just looking it up in a book. Right. Which, yeah, that makes complete sense. How, I know that people in the beginning of third year will be really scared or, you know, anxious and thinking about those shelf exams and the, the step two exam. Um, how can they use their time wisely in their third year to prepare themselves for those and still get the clinical experience and knowledge that they they really need to get. So I think that the first thing I would say is to realize that the clinical experience is the learning. Mm -hmm. I agree. And so I think a lot of students go into third year with this vision of it's it's almost two separate responsibilities. It's what I'm going to do clinically, and then I have to 
kind of quick hurry up and finish that so I can go study for the shelf. Um, but to really think about, okay, I'm not going to see everything that's going to be tested on the shelf, but what I do see is really powerful mm -hmm. and is helping me understand, again, that thought process. How do I then approach that little paper case, that little vignette on the shelf mm -hmm. exam? What do I reason through? What do I need? Um, those processes are helping me think about, okay, how would I differentiate if this is my list of diagnoses or this is my list of next steps or whatever it is? How would I differentiate those? So not thinking of them as two separate things, I think, is the first thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think the second thing is actually trusting that when you're doing all of that clinical work, you're learning a lot. <laughs> um, and then it's your job to go test it and apply it and refine it. You know, use the questions not to replace clinical learning, but to see, okay, what did I miss? What do I need to go pick up? Um, so, yeah, I guess not, not thinking of those as unrelated. Yeah, really one and the same. This. Exactly. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think that the people who do the best in third year actually just act like they're doctors. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they listen. They yeah. they try things. They yeah. get they get feedback. Mm -hmm. um, they explicitly, I think, ask for feedback on their process and their thinking. Mm -hmm. um, and then they take that and you know take it to the books, take it to the study, and see how they can refine it. Yeah. Well, that's super helpful and. Fantastic advice and oh good. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. Arnold. No problem, happy to do it.